okay, okay. You ain't do nothing but run your mouth. No, I don't want to be humble now. Oh, that's hard. gotta fade out. Yeah, I gotta fade out. <laughs> About a year from now, we'll get this down. Yeah, maybe, maybe. As long as we make constant I like progress. The sound. I gotta get, I gotta get all the right stuff in the background. My lifting shoes, picture. Where's your metal? No, I didn't <laughs> put my put my stuff up. <laughs> I mean, it's up I, in the front room. Okay, right? it's interesting. I got uh, Tim Dimel gave me that, and I call him Dimel. It's Tim Dimel. But Dymo, I call him Dymo. You know why I call him Dymo? Because that's what Siri calls him. And when I go, oh, hey, call, call Tim. Calling Tim Dymo. And so now it's stuck in my head. But he gave me that shirt. So I got to give him a little, yeah. give, him, give him a little love. Master's athlete, badass master's athlete. Owns CrossFit Palo Alto. Mm-hmm. Runs, good dude. Good dude. Runs a great affiliate. Does, does it comp- literally much different than we do here. Yeah. In terms of how he structures classes, his program is awesome, but he follows the core principles of CrossFit probably better than we do. Which is kind of the beauty of it, right? Yeah. Like you can do whatever you want in your own affiliate. Yeah, as long as you stay true to the methodology, principles don't chase shiny objects. Yeah. Um, which was one of the topics of conversation at that affiliate meeting. That affiliate meeting, um, speaking of which, um, we talked about it last week. We went into depth mm-hmm. on the affiliate meeting, and it was good because we were the, f- the first ones to kind of publish any Should notes. I talk about it. We were general. the only ones. Yeah. And uh, uh, Kalipa did a podcast with the CEO, Don Fall. I think he did it right before. He did. He did it the day before on yeah. Friday. But it didn't get released till the following mm-hmm. week, so we were first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the beauty of going live yeah right? and we actually got the whole content of the meeting because they didn't know what you know their their his podcast was only about what don was saying what is don's yeah. mission and objectives were which is straight from the horse's mouth which was great and it was basically it was the same thing we said except we said it better <laughs> <laughs> we also had all the other like um contacts from you know uh nicole carroll and then you know in the yeah. q a like so it wasn't like in the post no. we had it in the post he, they were just kind of going off of so topics. we went into, de- and I, I'm glad I, I chose my words. We chose our conver- our words carefully, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, we're not critical. We, there's nothing to be, we, there's nothing really to be critical about. We had a I pain- think it was pretty positive. No, no, it was very, it was, it was positive. It was, and there was constructive criticism yeah, yeah. and then just some clarification on some things uh, to just because, you know, it's 2020 hindsight. We were there, we got to see it and we got the, you know, we took notes and wrote them down afterwards. So we could do those things. Yeah. And, the thing that surprised me by it was an email I got from the CEO <laughs> based off of this podcast, last week's podcast. Like, okay. So we have probably combined maybe 150 people that are listening to this yeah. thing so far based upon the, we're on, we're now on Spotify, by the way, we're on Apple podcasts. We're on, you can get us direct on rss.com. Mm-hmm. That's where we record to. And then it goes out to those other outlets mm-hmm. and YouTube PRs all day, YouTube. Anyway, are we in the Facebook group? Do we probably do we? No, we this we is this. Is, we're just streaming through our YouTube channel now. Yeah. And then, but you can get, but you can get recorded of it. But yeah. of, of those hundred listeners, one of them happened to be the freaking CEO. <laughs> I wonder who sent <laughs> it. So to I him. got the, the I got the email, and the heading was like, you know, something about the podcast. I'm like, oh no, I just <laughs> I had a sinking feeling in my stomach of when I was going to open that email, what it was going to say, and it was a great email. Yeah. And he was very appreciative and, and, and acknowledged the areas where we called him out, like on the number of people attend the actual number of affiliate owners, Mm -hmm. not that big a deal. I mean, it was, you know, those are things I do, but the clarification on that. And then the, and then the goal numbers and some other things. So it was, it was a really good email and a really good email exchange that I had, that I had back Don is obviously very interested in feedback from the community coaches, um, members of the community, as well as an aspect, oh, actually as well as especially affiliate owners. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was, so it was, uh, I was, I actually was really more impressed by that, that, mm-hmm. that the email that he sent and his, his attitude and his demeanor in that email, um, and the comments that he gave me with respect to our podcast. So it was, it's good. And I was honored to know that it's also Don Fall listened to our yeah. freaking podcast. Well, that's I cool. mean, that's that I was just gonna say, like, that's 
a good sign, right? He's not just he, oh, that's right. he's he's opening up yeah. to take in feedback, right? Which is, I mean, if you don't get feedback, how are you going to get better? That's right, and that that's really kind of what he said. Yeah, I mean, to <laughs> really not uh, button it down. Yeah, that's, that's, that's it. It's what we do in CrossFit. Yeah, um, which uh, actually kind of ties into the subject that I wanted to lead off with, and I let off with it in my hey, email. PR bell. Hey, somebody just PR'd in our gym. Um, the, uh, new piece that, uh, that's part of the whole magic of CrossFit segment. And this one is, uh, coaching the coaching and it's the power of the power of a great CrossFit, CrossFit coach. coach. And it describes the, uh, the, the process of coaching education, you know, how we do it, um, uh, what we do. Um, really kind of um, it's almost kind of a response to what perceptions mm-hmm. of a CrossFit coach are. Mm-hmm. And, def- and, and I, I see it more of a beacon mm-hmm. that we, or, or a goal that we, we all aspire to in terms of virtuosity. I loved the, um, the quote that was um, that, she had in it and i put it in my email as a matter of fact so do you want to my run? my competency is solely determined by my efficacy yeah and she says it at the beginning of the mm-hmm. of the of the video and for those of you that don't know and you should know crossfit has produced this series um called the magic of crossfit um helping to define the fundamentals the the methodology um the ethos and in this one the uh, the coach, the mm-hmm. role of the coach in all of this. And it's really well written. Again, Nicole Carroll wrote the content and she told me at that affiliate gathering that this one, she felt like this one was her best one. And it is really real well written. Mm-hmm. But I see it as, because I, I look at it and I go, oh, am I this coach personally? And the if I had to answer yes or no, like it was a you know if this was Andrew Andrew Hiller here yeah. judging me, yeah, on it and watching me, he'd give me a no rep because mm-hmm. the, there's some things in here that I need to do better at. Do you want to run the video? Yeah, let's. Okay. Let, the, before I do though, I okay. just wanted the one thing I wanted to explain is that CrossFit. So when you look this up, type mag- magic of CrossFit and the coach, it'll bring you probably to the video because it, yeah. it it seems to draw the the search seems to draw you more yeah. to the video doesn't take you to the actual article. no but and, but what i would highly encourage you'll watch the video the video is just a basically a short version of the article the article is 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 long it's probably you know 15 20 paragraphs um describing coaching standards and how it's the our crossfit co- the coaching standards is the um, gold standard um we're changing the world competency is solely determined by my efficacy it's it's paying it forward it's there's a lot of content in here and it's really good mm-hmm. so don't just watch the video yeah but the video will give you an idea of what we're about to talk about um and i and and so i wanted to preface it with that go to the article and the article is written by nicole carroll the other thing is um i see it and you'll understand why we probably after you watch the video and after we talk about it a little bit mm-hmm. i see this as a um an example of what we should be. There are coaches, many CrossFit coaches who are here already. Yeah. Especially those bastards that taught my level two. That are so damn good. I mean, even just on the L1 staff. Yeah. Like, well, L1 staff. I mean, all, all the flow masters. There's yeah. no way you're working for Don Cole Carroll unless no. you're, you're no, red shirts or bosses. Yeah, red shirts or bosses. Um, and, and I, and that's really, that's almost like the model that we should aspire to essentially as coaches and and our our coaches are getting there, but there are some, there's, we can do better, but let's watch the video. Okay. And we did test this ahead of time just to make sure it was so shit play. (laughs) Oh yeah. Look at that. It shows up. The charter for our coaches can be summed up into a single sentence. My competency is solely determined by my efficacy. This means what determines how good you are is how good you are for your clients. It's all about your ability to deliver them results. We ask a lot of our coaches. And we believe the act of coaching is deliberate, focused attention. 
looking at one person at a time, caring deeply about their hopes and challenges, and helping them progress step by step so they can discover their true potential. The CrossFit coach is not a cheerleader and not a character who's there to entertain. Instead, our coaches display true character through knowing and serving someone else with the goal of helping them achieve their goals. I love, I love how they end with, um, is that David Osario? I think it is. Um, mop in the gym. And I think about, you know, when I leave the gym at night, if I'm the last one here, the stuff that I'm doing is yeah. similar to that. And it's, mm -hmm. that's a, that's CrossFit affiliate ownership, but that's actually small business ownership. The, yeah. the owners, the last one out the door, they're putting stuff the way they want it to be. They're doing stuff the, the, the things do. I think like back when I was running my affiliate, I would mop every day, right? Yeah. I mean, every day. And that's kind of a chance to kind of reflect on how the day goes. Well, that's true. How the workouts went times on point with so-and-so having an issue with shoulder you know just kind of gives you a chance to kind of reflect so her the the discussion around want helping people get better helping our members get better and achieving the goals that they've set for themselves i think that's that's true of all of our coaches mm -hmm. um when i go around you know thinking this morning at a class full of 20 people i made sure i I take the time to go through every single person. I make eye contact with them. I talk to them, ask them how they're doing, how they're feeling. And then I give them feedback on their lifts as well. Um, what? It, but I also, like during the Metcon, that's today was assault bike, hang powers, hang snatches with a dumbbell. And wall walks. oh, wall walks. You know, I gave them instruction as a group ahead of time. I didn't have a, enough time to get through and coach everybody on it. The people that needed scaling, I have two pregnant women in there. And so I gave them scaling for, for their movement. I was really stoked. It's, I love it when a, a member goes, no, I'm going to do this instead because this is the movement that she said, this is the movement that Chad gave me and I really like it. And I'm mm -hmm. like, that makes me feel good. Yeah. Like, Damn, good. Okay, one, our member's learning. You and know they're taken care of. They're, yeah, they're, and two, the like, someone's doing a really good job. Yeah. You know, one of our coaches is doing a good job. Yeah. But then it, during that Metcon, I'm a bit of a cheerleader, and <laughs> and I don't and I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing. I just, you know, and there's times when I can become too much of a cheerleader mm -hmm. when I'm coaching. Mm -hmm. uh, you like know, what what do you catch and consider to be a cheerleader? Like to to put a definition to it, like. Um, coaching make, versus make, making sure it's an awesome playlist that's motivating okay right and then two you know you're yelling at them and motivating them to you know the best example for me is the the last minute of the workout yeah right? oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah right so i got the music up and the last minute i'm you know i'm driving in them to finish what they're working on mm -hmm. right? i've got all these cues that kind of just help help push them along or push them because what i want them to do is experience that intensity yeah there there are there it, I personally believe that the intensity is well. It's the hardest part of CrossFit. I think it's one of the reasons why people quit CrossFit yeah. is because of the intensity. And two, I but but on the other hand, I know that the intensity is what yields the biggest results. Mm -hmm. It also results in the biggest dopamine surge after, so, you, so they feel the best yeah. about being here. So you're actually just kind of coaching them through to find a high intensity. And at the same yeah. time, when you think about like a large group of twenty people, you can't touch everybody individually, but you also touched everybody ahead of time during the lift. Right. And in yeah. progression and, and setting them up. So I wouldn't necessarily call that a cheerleader. Right. I would say that you're just coaching on a mass level. Um, okay. A cheerleader, I would say like a cheerleader is like you're watching somebody move poorly and you're just, well, come on, let's go faster, go faster. That's cheerleading. Yeah, that's a good point. I can't, but if you're I can't, seeing I can't somebody move poorly, yeah, you're gonna yeah. you're gonna address them that's as right. you go. So yeah. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, I don't I wouldn't call that a cheerleading. That's move. a good point. Yeah, right. Low, low, you know, lower squat. Yeah. You know, if you can't do it here, right. here let me go up you a smaller Stand dumbbell. Up, yeah, you yeah, know, like yeah. let's yeah. let's yeah. adjust. Yeah, we do that. I think most of our most of our coaches do that. Yeah. We had cheerleaders in the past, and yeah. Now we've got a freaking stellar group of coaches. Right. My 
you know, her quote is I'm a fitness trainer. I'm my practice is more than just a job. It's my passion. My clients are my top priority and the successes are my life's work. I'm a professional being a professional. I believe that my competency is solely determined by my efficacy. I love that line. Mm-hmm. And I think that's something to aspire to. And well, I think it's, I think it's worth, those are my like words to live by. Mm-hmm. Like my competence is so much different. My efficacy as a coach. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but I, but I, the question I want to ask you and talk to you about, and this is something I've thought about because we have 13,000 affiliates around the world. What percentage of the coaches that are out there do you think mm. meet this standard? Or how of, many of, are striving to meet this standard? Of a great CrossFit coach. Yeah. What percentage would you say it is? Careful. Yeah. <laughs> Nicole might Nicole <laughs> Nicole might be listening to this. Um, let's see here. What percentage out of thirteen thousand affiliates? How many yeah. coaches do you think are out uh, there? Let's if you averaged three per three per yeah three okay. three. So per let's affiliate. just say there's forty thousand CrossFit coaches yeah. out there. So let's round it off. Let's call it fifty thousand fifty thousand CrossFit coaches because we'll include the wannabe affiliates that yeah, aren't, that aren't yeah, affiliating yeah. that are doing CrossFit. <laughs> I mean. I would say to be super conservative. How many it, great CrossFit great coaches? CrossFit coaches. I'm thinking like 65 to 70 percent is is what I would just kind of really? stick with. Yeah, you're, with, far, you're far more generous. Than with, I <laughs> well, I mean, I think so. Let me let me elaborate on that because it's not so much like there's those that are striving to hit this that standard, right? They're they're new. Maybe they're just learning. They're building towards that direction. Right. But they're not going to get there unless they get feedback and time to build that that craft up. That's a good point. But there's also a lot of people out there that are already there. Right. So here's the, so here are the limitations, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that number's lower. If it, under the under this awesome mm-hmm. definition of a great CrossFit coach, if there's 50 that are actively coaching now. Yeah, if actively coaching now out of 50,000, I think there's 10,000. That's my really? that's about 20%. 20 to 25% are great CrossFit coaches. In 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 this uh, I'm going to get I'm, <laughs> Nicole, You're making me rethink the, my number now. Nicole, this is has n- nothing to do with you or the training department because they're doing an amazing yeah. job and they have amazing resources that can help take the coaches mm-hmm. to the next level. But I think what's happened in the affiliate world and it's exactly what you said, feedback yeah, is that the, there's so many affiliates where the coach is the only person there and the only feedback they might get would be from um, a member who would be willing to say something mm-hmm. and those and and our members aren't going to come up they'll they'll they'll, 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 they'll fist bump me on the way out and i kind of i actually look for that yeah how many people tell me great class or hey thanks or mm-hmm. that was fun like I, that's kind of a gives you a, a read on the, it's it's anecdotal it's anecdotal yeah. feedback as to how how i did as a coach like i want i want a lot of fist bumps. i want a lot of i literally want a lot of people going hey that was great class it was yeah. good thanks yeah, for yeah. your help thanks for your tip I want a lot of people saying that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's some feedback. Mm-hmm. But the other feedback is coaching feedback. And, and it makes me think about us at, here at Diablo. How much coaching feedback am I giving our coaches? Um, because to be a great, great coach, just like the level two, when I was in the level two, I was challenged quite a bit. Yeah. Like I had flaws in my coaching and it was, you know, this is why people cry in the L2 because mm-hmm. you think you're pretty good and then you go in there and you're like, oh man. Yeah. Oh, they got a little humble pie. Yeah, it was humble pie. But the, as you said about Don, the only way you get better is to get that feedback and to be able to take that feedback. It's the only way our members get better yeah. to get the feedback. And, and so there's, I think that the, the, the reason why it's 10, um, only 10,000 say out of 50,000 is because there's no feedback loop. That's a good point. Primarily because those affiliates, don't have the resources yeah. to be able to do that, which means another coach there to observe it, or the yeah. owner there to observe. It doesn't mean that they're not willing to receive no, no, the no. feedback. It's just the fact that what is the feedback they're getting? That, exactly right. Yeah. And so when I read this, I think, well, so I'm going to talk about it at our coach meeting mm-hmm. that we do on Wednesdays. And that's where I give some feedback. I give yeah. kind of group feedback, but I want to do a better job of, it, this makes me, this makes me want to be a better man. <laughs> 
<laughs> this, <laughs> this makes me want to be a better affiliate owner yeah. to the coaches. I, I need to, when I'm taking their classes or when Yvonne's taking, because Yvonne gives me feedback. Yeah. My wife. So Same she, with Christy. She, so by the way, yeah. Oh yeah. By the way. So <laughs> we got secret shoppers out there. All right. So, di- so di- this is to our Diablo community. Or no, this is to our Diablo community. This is to our Diablo coaches. Yeah. If you've got my wife, Yvonne, in your class, you know, and you got Jamie's wife, and by the way, learn who Jamie's wife is and don't ask her name <laughs> multiple times. Cause that will go against you. It doesn't, it doesn't help. Right. And so with it, and I can tell you right now, if they're in your class, there's going to be feedback given to Jamie and me and, and Christy, Jamie's wife will give that feedback to me and to Jamie. And then Yvonne, Yvonne will do the same thing. Yvonne will tell Jamie and she'll tell me. Yep. So there's feedback, there's feedback coming back from there. So that's yeah. good. Yeah. And then, and then I'll, I'll usually take action on that type mm-hmm. of feedback too. It doesn't, it doesn't have that up, but that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Like is, is, and we can talk about that. What are, what are ways that we can get feedback to our coaches without you or me or Carrie Olson um, having to, to Inter- intervene? Yeah. Inter- well, intervene or be there all the time. Yeah. 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 It's we take classes, we give some feedback or our spouses take classes or we find members mm-hmm. that we know and trust and can give constructive criticism. Yeah. Like I'm thinking about, for example, miles in the morning mm-hmm. and miles would be great to get yeah. feedback from or Katie. Yeah. Um, or, you know, there's, there's Dean, Dean, uh, Dean would give good feedback yeah. evening people. And I think that's the thing as an affiliate owners is have some key members that you trust, give you feedback on how the class went. Was mm-hmm. it on time? Did it flow well? What kind of instruction did the did the coach give? Did the coach seem vested? Was there anybody in class that was new that didn't know what they were doing and did they get taken care of? Right. Like, those are the, the hot topics. That's right. So that's what, I think that's what we can take away from this as affiliate owners, this power of a great coach is so that, because I, I don't, what I don't want to have happen is like this go out there because it's so well written it's so good yeah. and then it's got video backup on yeah. it, on top of it that cool video that got produced and people go yeah that's not my experience yeah i want how do we get it to i that don't experience? want my members to travel to another affiliate and have yeah. a shitty experience i don't want people that are looking in the bay area in and around me to go to another crossfit have a crappy experience mm-hmm. and then never do crossfit yeah and then tell 10 of their friends yeah i tried crossfit that you know, first experience I, is everything. I had to do a hundred burpees in my first class. <laughs> and just like, and, and I say that in jest, but those things have happened. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, even more extreme stuff too. Right. So as affiliate owners, we have an obligation and, and I can do a better job of this, of getting feedback to our coaches so that we can, that we can aspire mm-hmm. to be the gross, the, the, you know, the force multiplier as Nicole puts it for, for CrossFit. Mm-hmm. And uh, because we have the training, we have the knowledge. And, and I think that what's important too, is that they have continuing education. And that's something we work on here at Diablo. I, yeah. you know, I, I've talked about, we, we provide a fund to help pay for continuing education, but I also push and motivate our coaches to get continuing education. When we meet with them, uh, we do a review once a year, mm-hmm. a formal review, informal reviews throughout the year, but formal review, once a year one of the things we talk about is what what certifications what what how you're going to advance your education yeah you want to get better at anything i don't know boss tell me this back in the at um at, at uh, when i worked at bank of america if you want to grow your business by 10 percent a year you have to invest in yourself at least 10 percent a year you have to make yourself 10 percent better that's whether that's and that's just like that's education mm-hmm. that's you know new suits it's like the whole nine yards like yeah you, you, like you're not going to get 10 percent more out of your business unless you invest in yourself and 10 percent 10 percent more in your in yourself yeah and that's the same thing with coaches you need to invest back in yourself you need to get better to get better but affiliate owners can help them get better giving them feedback and coaches just need to be open for the right. feedback you know it's not like it's it, i could see some people taking it kind of uh personal oh you know you didn't call so-and-so out on their depth or you right. know you, you kind of skip past that one person i know they were difficult but you skip past that person and give them any attention as far as like they were moving like crap and you gotta right. fix that you know that kind of feedback to a coach 
is valuable information. And, you know, I would just hope that any CrossFit coach out there would be hungry for that. Yeah. I, I would hope so. There yeah. are, you know, there's the rare, I'd like to think it's rare. People probably comment otherwise that it, maybe it's more often than I think not that there's, you know, the affiliates that people roll into and the coach just starts a clock. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. You know, here's a warm up. We and always hear that, that story. Yeah, we hear that story. Those filter, I've been hearing it less and less though. I, I have, but they, those filter up because they're so unusual, especially for our Diablo members mm -hmm. that, you know, are used to, or other affiliates around here that I know are great affiliates. Like it's unusual occurrence. So when it happens, like that story filters up quickly. Yeah. You won't believe what happened when I went to such and such affiliate. It's like one negative comment. But man, those things can undermine us. Yeah. And I think those are the ones where you got to call the herd. Like there needs to be some sort of way for CrossFit to go. Okay. How would they go about that? Like send out secret shoppers? <laughs> yeah. So, so a couple different ways, right? Is one is maybe secret shoppers. Yeah. Right. That, that Drop ins. Like he, how, yeah. what was your experience when you dropped into the X? That's right. There's a zillion affiliates. So it'd be, that would be more challenging. Mm -hmm. I think would be a little bit easier to do would be have a place where the public, can comment to crossfit mm, yeah like, like a, a open a, forum like an open forum or a um a um, review mm -hmm. like where it's where you, you go to the website and click how was your crossfit experience and you click on it and it's just this button says how was your crossfit experience? click on it and then it asks you like three questions kind of like a Yelp. name affiliate you know you, um your name because anonymous sucks. Yeah, yeah. You got to you, put yourself out there. Your name, what affiliate you went to. You, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And what if? Because if someone's um, confident enough to put their name on there to defend it, then it's probably a legitimate issue. Yeah. Something happened. Yeah. It doesn't matter who, what it was that happened, but something happened. Yeah. And then how was your experience? Positive or negative? And then a chance to rate it. So mm -hmm. basically rating. And so then a CrossFit, look, if they see one, says so i went to diablo it sucked they made me do 100 burpees or 400 meter walking lunges <laughs> and i you know I've, I've never done anything like that I was sore for a week crossfit see that say okay let's let's see but if crossfit gets uh, they don't have to do anything with one yeah because otherwise they'll be chasing but, but if there's a repeating yeah, offenders but if there's like you get three or five within yeah. a 30 day period of time yeah hey time to reach out to craig so it's a red flag yeah right hey craig what What's going on there? Hey, here's some things that we've seen mm -hmm. or we've heard from the public. I could imagine that being fairly easy to implement. Oh, that's, an, their, that's an easy one. Put it right I on mean, you, you have a way to filter where yeah. your affiliate map is. I mean, yeah. throw a rating system on top of the map. Yeah, you don't have to turn and make those things public. No. But what you can use it as a tool yeah. to help give you insight to what's happening at your affiliates. And believe me, I would want to know if, uh, yeah. you know, if that was happening. Yeah, I was going to say, like, if, if that goes to HQ, yeah. but maybe there's something that also gets sent to the affiliate owner. So then now the affiliate owner is aware of, hey, shit, something happened. What, what What's going on? You yeah. know, like, yeah. can Jamie, we elaborate here? Yeah, Jamie Lee, what the fuck? Why'd you program 400 meter walking lunges? I don't know. I just want to make people hurt. <laughs> didn't do that by the way yeah i'll fill that out i'll fill that out every time like every time i'll fill it out craig howard wall walks wall walks suck <laughs> i went to diablo they did wall walks <laughs> well, what was the instruction like how did it go was there any points of performance covered and how to make it better it be, but it'd be like the three you want to make it easy to, to do it but i but i think that's given that crossfit is not mm -hmm. managing franchises yeah because right? that's a whole another level of yeah. legal BS and cost within the organ. We don't, and it takes away from the affiliates. I don't think right? CrossFit's ever interested in franchises. And right, you, hope you, they're not. You want the independent owners, right? Yeah, but you can have an easy way to police it through through doing reviews, online but, reviews. Like it's not even policing. Well, it's it. it's not just, policing. It's just providing the That's right. feedback. That's right. Yeah, exactly. Don't, don't. It's not policing. Yeah, I mean, and and they'll know absurd complaints. Yeah, yeah. I went there. They didn't give me my money back when yeah. I, you know, did a drop in and then didn't show up. Yeah. Well, read yeah. read the disclosures read, yeah. read read your right whatever contract that you're signing for drop in even yeah go pond sand go leave a negative yelp review <laughs> all right um yeah so that's anyway so great stuff nicole carroll is an, yeah. an amazing writer and has articulated very well and she's given for me she's given 
me something to aspire to for all of our coaches. I want yeah. to, I want her to come here and go, yeah, this is why I wrote this. Yeah. Everybody should feel that way. Give me about six months to go before you come here though. <laughs> <laughs> Happy to have you in my class. <laughs> uh, our dark coaches are damn good though. I mean, they I'm, are. I'm they really are. blessed. We are really blessed with great coaches. And, and when we lose one, it's very difficult. It's, it's painful for us. Cause one, we have an emotional tie with them, but two, it's, you know, we, we lose another good coach and we got to find another good coach to kind of step up and fill their shoes. Yeah. Um, and and I, it is quite possible that I might be the weakest link in our coaching staff. <laughs> I tell that to my classes that I coach. Yeah. I go, hey, look, it's my job to make all of our other coaches look good. <laughs> mission accomplished. <laughs> How many of those people give you a mission accomplished? <laughs> good job, Craig. Oh, I know. oh wait a minute. Wait a Jackson's minute. class looks wait way that's, better. That's part of that video is I'm not there to entertain. In that's a really important so I, component. I, I don't know if I can. I cannot. I mean, one of the things I do, and I tell them, is I'm trying out all my like stand-up comedian stuff. Yeah. Like I'm testing all my material with my classes. But you're still leaning it towards coaching. Yes, right? it is. I oh, mean, absolutely. Th no, there no. is a certain amount of entertainment you know, that the, you're bringing and providing the, the energy-wise. And I will tell you this, like, because I like it when a coach is charismatic and oh, entertaining. Yeah. yeah. In a in. A, and I do it as a like a space killer, like mm. when there's dead air. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like well, they're doing a little bit. They're doing YTAs with a mm -hmm. theraband, right? And I've, and I've and even with the YTAs, you know, I tell them I, I give them certain position information that I want them to to have so mm -hmm. that they do them properly. But then there's like you know a few minutes there where there's like dead air. That's Quiet. when I use that's that's when uh, that's when Craig starts his. his <laughs> Is either rant for the day, depending on what mood I'm in, <laughs> what I'm angry at for the day, or uh, or my uh, comedic routine. Anyway, so that's what you can expect when you come to one of my classes. That's good. Um, the, the the second thing I wanted to talk about, speaking of like complaining of things, and this is almost kind of random. Yeah. A couple things. Is it random though? <laughs> well, it's not, it's. I feel like this has been eaten at so us we're, a we're, lot. We're, we're, we're talking about uh, uh, pharmacy, uh, the uh, pharmaceutical companies, and drugs. And the re the reason why I'm talking about this is twofold. One, I got a email from Amazon uh, telling me that their new Amazon pharmacy is open, mm -hmm. and all you have to do is is schedule an appointment with with, with one of their clinicians whoever this person is uh, one of those pill pill mills from florida it, it literally <laughs> is is like w ironically i got that email the same day that they you know announced the netflix special about the pill mills in florida yeah. it's called uh american pain or something yeah. i think it's called american pain that was yeah. actually the name of their pill mill factory it's that and it was a large of that in that movie dope sick just yeah they, how the whole the, story went these guys it. were the largest distributors of <sighs> opioid um, pills in 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 the united states and they're basically That's getting wild. they're basically getting five bucks a pill and selling for 30 bucks a pill like it was just this crazy <laughs> but anyway um so amazon now is has the pharmacy in, in clinician and then i talked to what, one of our members chris mccurry who's works in the healthcare industry and he said that you know that form of care is literally what's becoming pre prevalent mm -hmm. in, in america and it's really not even care clinical care it's basically tell me what your symptom is and he says he goes they're primarily focused on like five categories and i forget what the five categories are but i'm sure pain's one of them but there's five categories where the most prevalent drug use is um, for in america or pre drug prescribed drug use is and that's the area they're going to focus on but and so then i'm started to dig in and then my my wife and i happened to um watch she likes watching in the evening she'll watch family feud because it's just funny oh, yeah. his brain that's yeah. like if she were doing stuff around the kitchen yeah, yeah. Focus and i happen it. to notice the number of so this is on the game so it's many yeah drug ads on game show networks so many it's boom 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 in the, the like for for stuff i had no idea like the the ailment that they're talking about that they've got a drug it's almost for. made up well, it is almost one of them is made up. I mean, ED, right? Yeah, Erectile well, dysfunction we, was a made up drug, made up uh, disease disorder, so they can market a failed blood pressure medication. You're, yes. Viagra. Like, that's how that happened. Yeah, it is. 
that they made they made up ed the the yeah yeah a marketing company came not a doctor a marketing company made up a disorder so they could sell a fucking drug i gotta god did i thought i took a picture of it last night this uh oh yeah there it is um this this one is called so so chris told me this he because he i said man dude i can't believe the commercials he goes oh he goes goes, you have no idea it's someone that's in if you talk to anybody that's in the pharmaceutical industry you you get it you'll get a kind of a grasp of how big this this industry is but anyway this one was for ingreza i-n-g-r-e-z-z-a ingreza capsules once daily and it is taken to um offset the effects of td Right, so this was another, and TD is like, t- t- I forget what it was, some sort of like shaking or, or reaction that you get as a side effect of taking mental health drugs. So it's actually a drug ad to treat a symptom from another drug that results from another drug. And I didn't believe him when he said it. He goes, no, do they actually have, they actually commercials for drugs. <laughs> that you take for treating symptoms it's created by other drugs you can't come up with a bigger face palm like just no fucking... it's like this is our country this is where we're at and then so okay, of course don't google it's because this is me what these stupid rabbit holes that i go down so this is the rabbit hole I went down the you the, the pharma industry spends seven billion dollars a year in advertising i thought holy shit that's a huge number seven billion just in advertising mm-hmm. But that pales in comparison to the actual size of the market, which is 500 in 2020, 534 billion dollars. So less than 10 percent. Well, 10 percent would be 70 million. So that's less. That's uh, that's all. That's about one percent of the the size of the market is spent on advertising, which is like fair, really, when you consider like the size of the market. Unbelievable. Is it fair? <laughs> we'll, we'll get this. And then the but but the market is projected to grow to eight hundred and sixty-one billion dollars in two thousand twenty-eight. That's five years from now. Five years from now, the market's expected to grow to eight hundred and sixty-one billion, almost a trillion dollars in drug sales in the United States. And we're the only country by the well, no, us in New Zealand, New Zealand allowed yeah. to advertise it. Yeah, and it's 70, 75% of our advertisements are coming from pharmaceuticals. That's, un- that's So when you're watching a show and you see a commercial sequence, you might catch one or at least one, maybe two different drug companies. And not even drug companies, but like CVS. Like CVS's um, new um, motto is like, happy and healthy at our pharmacy or something like that. It's like, <laughs> how, how is that healthy if you're going to a pharmacy? Like you should be using a drug to as an, as a way to get healthy and right. off no, the drug, it's, not it's back symptoms. onto another drug, so the drug to fight another drug. No, the drugs have become uh, lifestyle enablers. Yes, they're, that's all they are in, in, in the grand scheme of things. Right? Treating symptoms so that we can maintain the lifestyles of you know low sleep, high stress, mm-hmm. poor consumption of yeah. uh, poor diet, lack of nutrients, lack right. of exercise, lack and then you couple that with a whole you know body acceptance purpose. body acceptance movement, and yeah. you start to think, wow, man, this is a conspiracy to basically keep that industry flowing, get it to a trillion dollars. Well, they're on their way because yeah, it's it's and it's and they've it's got a, so many different engines working for them. Well, and right? here, here's the thing about it. So I watch these drug commercials, like, and I kind of just tune them out, right? Mm-hmm. We all do. We all tune them out. I don't we, know, they we, get me mad now. Well, I know. Well, yeah, you and me, because we're in the other side of the industry. Yeah. We're trying to get people off of drugs. Yeah. Um, but what's interesting about it is that you start to become numb to the to the ads themselves, and then you start to accept them as well. This is just who we are. Like it, it's okay. And so then it almost creates the the just the barrage of ads yeah. in and of themselves create an acceptance of the drug drug taking lifestyle and someone tells you well yeah i'm taking i've got to take a a statin i've got to take high blood pressure medication i've got to take something for my anxiety and people think oh yeah so do i i take one or two too Mm -hmm. and and what people fail to realize is like as humans we shouldn't need drugs to live here's the here's the interesting matching statistic and irony of this human lifespan in the United States has actually been flat for the last 10 years it's and it down. has come down yeah. the last three years. Yeah. Like the, the average lifespan of the average American has come down in the last three mm-hmm. years has declined. 
So drugs aren't helping right now. Drugs technically aren't helping us live longer. No. Or happier because well, you can't, yeah. you can't be happy if you're having explosive diarrhea. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh no. Listen to the side effects. <laughs> and one of the things that's being criticized with the ad, with the ads now too, is the ads so that the drug companies have persuaded. Um, and I think it's the food and drug administration that manages Probably. what they can or cannot say, but, but they persuaded them to shorten the list of, side effects because when they were so mm -hmm. fat read so fast and so plentiful that people really couldn't pay attention to them yeah. so they condense them they condense them and then they say at the end of it this is not all of the side effects yes, like i've heard that a couple times i'm like they've already listed 15 things what the fuck else is there to go there's through one, there, there's one the one i saw was the eye drops have you seen these the eye drops that help you see up close and i saw that i'm like holy shit how how the hell can you put an eye drop in your eye and, and instantly cure like seeing vision? And then it says one of the side effects was it, if you experience a loss of vision, <laughs> see your doctor. No shit. <laughs> I experienced loss of vision. I'm going to be screaming. Yes, I'm <laughs> taking a drug to help me I'm gonna see. Be I'm going to be calling more than the doctor. Blind. You can expect a call from me, pharmaceutical company. <laughs> I can't see hey you're gonna be they're skipping. making more customers. And one, of the, one of the side effects is you might not be able to see all right i'll take that risk <laughs> like thank you i'll wear my readers for a while or how about how about i mean that just goes along the lines of the ones with you know the antidepressants that like if you have thoughts or of, feelings of, of suicide. suicide it's like yes what yeah it shouldn't even be a fucking side effect <laughs> in your drug if that is your calm if you're kind of trying to combat if you're bad having feelings thoughts. of suicide, bad thoughts are harming others. Go for a run. I got news for you. The medicine is not working. Yes. Yeah, if it's an antidepressant, it's not working. No. Oh, my God. But anyway, it, and the, the, the problem is, is that there's not enough, to be honest with you, and people laugh about it, and they may be laughing at this podcast, there's not enough of us talking about this. They're really saying isn't. this isn't absurd. Other countries, what was one of the uh, one of the articles I shared in my email this week was from NPR, and it had a little snippet. Mm -hmm. It was like a twenty minute podcast of them, and this starts out with the podcaster interviewing people from England who came to the United States, and while they were here, watch TV, and they <laughs> wanted to get their 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 feedback on what they thought about the commercials on TV. Oh man, and they sure talked about good. the drug commercials, and they were blown away because it's not legal in the united yeah. kingdom to show drug advertisements it shouldn't be legal. right and and they and the what they couldn't understand was we you're telling me that the pharmaceutical companies are educating people on the drugs so that when they can go to the doctor they can tell the doctor what that person need what i need yeah ask I your doctor need, if you're interested in yeah i need this doctor i it that way I, I couldn't even imagine it being a doctor or someone coming in going well i think i need ingreza because I've got this TD as a result of taking this other drug. Like, if I was a doctor, I'd be like, how, how do you deal with that? Anyway, so it was, it's just to give you some perspective, no other countries, with the exception of New Zealand, New Zealand, United States. Same thing. And with, I guarantee, I bet in New and, Zealand, I bet in New Zealand, they aren't showing near the and, quantity and you know what? that we do. It's also the same with our food, right? There's well, stuff right. that we sell in our food that you can't buy oh, in oh, other countries. Yeah. yeah. So, you think, I mean, we talk, when we talk conspiracy, I mean, food companies are making people sick and pharmaceuticals are keeping people sick. All right. Oh, no, it's don't, don't go down that rabbit hole. I have no already there. <laughs> Sorry. It, but it, yeah, no, but then, no, that, like I said, then on top of it, then all the advertising campaigns for, yeah, for, for, for body acceptance. Like, yeah, it's, it, it, it all create, it it's all, a really slippery it, hole. It, it, it Slippery slope. Slope. Don't mix into it, a don't hole. Mix, yeah, into a hole. Don't, <laughs> don't mix metaphors. <laughs> that one sounded weird. <laughs> anyway, it is, it, but it all, but look, who's, who, it, I always, you know, one of the things we always say, follow the money. Yeah. Where does the money go? Money ends up in, literally, it's enriching the pharmaceutical. Yeah. Somebody, they're making money hand over fist. Yeah. So, is there a conspiracy? I don't think that there's a conspiracy that's you know, hey, let's you know, let's let's make a fad and then let's I, sell them drugs. And there's not, but there is a conspiracy certainly to sell more drugs because yeah. they are publicly traded companies. They have shareholders that they have to appease. They've got to drive up the price of the stock. They've got to pay dividends. Those things are important to the company. Yeah. And all of the managers, all of the scientists, all of the marketers that work for those companies. I won't pay anybody that works in a in a Fortune 1000 company. 
knows and understands this your bonus is based upon performance mm-hmm. and especially in those in those uh, jobs at the higher level jobs bonuses are can be very generous if your unit or your division or your your group does really, really well, well. Yeah. and and in the pharmaceutical companies it's about making drugs and getting people uh, to take those drugs and pay for those drugs on an ongoing basis and sub- drug subscriptions are even better that's why statins are you know multi-billion dollar product because you got to take them forever that's why insulin is enriches the lines of pockets, especially for diabetes type one, because you have to take it forever, unless you want to get off of it and right change your lifestyle. Yeah, change. yeah, nobody's talking about that. No, they won't. But in in it, look, uh, recidivism with respect mm-hmm. to exercise and nutrition is the, the recidivism rates are really high. I mean, people just it's hard for people to stay off. Yeah, to to change their diet change behaviors, change habits. But I would like to see more from our government, yeah. um, from local governments, from organizations for to provide incentives for people to do those things, for private in, provide incentives for people to, to move, move themselves off drugs. Or even added regulations too. Or maybe 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 even um, payment, right? Yeah. Subsidizing yeah. those types of things. Instead of subsidizing the process of the processed foods and corn right. syrups and all the other crap That's out right. there. Anyway. I saw I saw this thing um, in Mexico. They cannot market the way they market to our kids. Like you know, you got Frosted Flakes, you got Tony the Tiger on the box, and I guess in another country it was they can't do that. So there's a no fro- no Tony the Tiger on it, and they also have labeling on this has this food coloring, this has this amount of processed stuff. It's like we need that in our fucking stores so that way when you're walking down the aisle it's like oh well this is actually not good for me versus like the healthy heart association says that you know canola oil is going to be good for you it's like fuck yourself well it's you're right and i think that's one of those things that they will not make changes to their products unless somebody has makes them do it until somebody makes them do it or until something bad happens. Yeah. Well, and they're, certainly they're under regulations for, 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 for the manufacturing, the foods and what, and what bad foods. could happen. Cause I mean, I think the bad is already happening. Well, it's no, just no. such a slow oh, no. No, I mean, process. Look, somebody's got to get sick and die. Right. But uh, no, I know, I know what you're saying. Out there, right? well, well, I understand, but, yeah. but you can't directly attribute it to frosted flakes and no. the tiger being yeah. in a box. Yeah, it's true. You that's know, true. Th- those changes almost have, like that's why government uh, better regulation, I think, and I, I'm not a government regulation guy, mm-hmm. but, but I think about government regulation is important. Yeah. Because those food companies won't make those changes. They won't do it because they're, they've got to sell boxes of cereal. I mean, didn't Coca-Cola have to put a, a surgeon general label on their products at some point? vaguely remember hearing something like glassman was maybe glassman was pushing for it he probably was pushing when they were it. when they were in the battle right anyway yeah. it, that's that's where we as you know as affiliate owners and as coaches yeah. can can help encourage our customers educate our customers and it's something i do in my weekly email I'll put stuff like that in there i don't overwhelm them you know people get tired of getting punched in the face all the time with eat healthy and yeah. but but we do it enough i you know this is important to us i want my you know i want I I want my members off the carbs, off the couch, off the drugs. Is happy my, and healthy. Yeah, happy and healthy. Without a pharmacy. That's right. Um, let's go to, uh, we got the open starting. Yeah, it's wild. It's 10 days away. Already. Seems like it was 15, two weeks. 10. Um, at Diablo, we've, um, I continue to push our members to do it. We're almost at 100 signups. We'll break that once. once oh, yeah, yeah, we will. No, we got the entire competition team. You could probably got 15, 20 athletes here that are like that, w- that want to make the next level yeah, of competition. Yeah, yeah. Next level being uh, uh, the quarterfinals where 10% of their, yeah. their region, but none of them have signed up for the open yet. I believe the, the, it. These are people that we, you know, so this is the first year I've signed up before doing I, the first I, workout. I, I think of, you know, we have 14 coaches here. I think three of them have signed up so far. I'm one of them. It's Californians. <laughs> Did you sign up? Yes, I okay, signed okay, up. Okay. I signed up. Yeah, but my wife didn't. Yeah. The co-owner of Diablo really. CrossFit is not signed up yet. She'll do it after the first workout. Oh, sure. she will. It's just, just... <laughs> I know she's gonna do it. Obviously, some people it's like superstitious. You know, they just don't want to sign up too soon. You know, but anyway, we'll get there. I, my goal is to get us to two hundred. 
that's my internal goal is to get us to 200 we because we we've got enough people to get there yeah but anyway um so we're getting people signed up i've got the list i've got a spreadsheet set up and now we're going to start assigning teams and here's what we're doing is i'm uh uh, I've got the list of people and I've shared it with a couple of key people with, in our group, mm -hmm. um, at Diablo, Jamie's got it. And then, uh, my wife has it and a couple of other coaches have it. And what I want them to do is go through and then just indicate, um, if they're in a particular age group, cause we're going to give masters. Yeah. We're going to give masters scoring yeah. the opportunity to score or age group considering also like teens. Yeah. And teens too. And then, um, so we're getting everybody on there. And what we're going to do uh, this, by the end of this week is um, I'll also assign a coach. We're going to have three. We've decided on three teams at Diablo. That, that gives us about anywhere from 30 to um, up, up. Maybe 75. Maybe 75 <laughs> per team. And what we're going to do then is um, have each of the – I'm getting captain, uh, a coach, and a member – as like member the, captain yeah captain of the each team mm -hmm. and then we're going to get together and we'll do a draft yeah and the draft will start with the rx plus members making sure that they're or anybody that the well team wants to draft right yeah, if, that's true. if you got because yeah, we're also ju judging is one of our ways of our to scoring. accumulate points and if you know there's a heavy judger out there it's a free agent that's right swoop them up yeah, so we give points in our intramural open for judging that's actually one of the more valuable ones um, and then the other, so, so we're doing, so that's the stage. So next week, hopefully, well, by the Wednesday of next week, I expect to have all the teams picked. Yep. Um, and then as people sign up for the open, as the last people sign up for the they'll open filter in with that snake yeah, format. Yeah. They'll okay. just, they'll just be added to teams. I think is what we'll do. Okay. Um, and oh, the other thing is the judges course. So the judges it's, course, the CrossFit judges course is really hard. I've heard. Is it? Yeah, I haven't even touched it yet. Yeah, a couple of people have told me it's it's harder than last year. It's it's challenging to get through. It's frustrating to get through. Sweet, can't wait. So, <laughs> and I don't know if CrossFit's going to frown upon this or not. But what we're going to do is with the masters, we're all going to get together and take it together. Yeah, get about eight to ten of us. And we're all going to take it. It's like a big study group. Yeah, big study group. So that we can get through some of those. <laughs> some of those videos where you're counting double unders on a video oh, yeah. it drive you insane oh, <laughs> or the, the or the chest to bar pull-ups from a weird yeah from a angle, weird angle like you can't quite that see contacts yeah it's a little frustrating or the the ones that are the hardest are when you gotta count the no like reps the alternating reps like a, yeah where it's going like rep 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 how many no reps were there yeah in? read oh. the question closely because <laughs> oh, you get into the habit of reading or counting the good reps and they're like no we want to know how many bad reps were right. there that which is a good thing to kind of look for because if you can't acknowledge where the bad rep is and how are you going to count the good ones i would the one thing i'll tell affiliate owners if there's any affiliate owners watching this get as many of your members as possible to take that judge's course you have a big responsibility this year. Um, we affiliate owners bitched and moaned to CrossFit yeah. that they didn't have the ability to validate scores yep. and that that uh, the affiliates weren't as involved or weren't integral to the open. And so now they've put the onus back on the affiliate yeah. owners that the uh, that if they an athlete does the workout at your affiliate uh, that doesn't need to be videotaped, but it needs to be approved. Um, so when they submit it, it needs to be watched by an, a certified judge. So they're going to go down and they're click, and they have to click the judge that watched it. And then the affiliate owner has to go back and make sure that that score they validate that yeah. score. Which means, and you need to do that by Wednesday, or you lose those scores. Yeah, and that's a shitty email to have to send. Hey, oh. by the way, I forgot to validate the scores. You don't want to do. Don't that. be that person. No. So get as many people as you can in your gym to take that judge's certification. Do a group study thing. Get them. You want a bunch. You want a bunch of approved judges, and then make sure that you've got them scheduled to is, to, to watch those. Is this something worth athletes. maybe adding to our scoring system, like a bonus for every certification, like judging cert completed in the team? I don't think so. Oh, uh, maybe. I mean, I don't know. It's just, just an idea that yeah, popped up. Entry level point or something yeah. like that. Just like here, here, before the competition even starts, here's a chance to kind of rack up some points early right. on. 
you Every, do it from home. Everybody right? that registers is going to get it. Registers for the open is going to get a follow up email from me. Yeah. Take the judge's course. Yeah. All those RX plus people better take that judge's course. Yeah. And it's, I mean, doing the judge's course just kind of helps even from an athlete's perspective Absolutely. just to understand what the standards are. Because oh, yeah. a lot of times when you got somebody in class, it's maybe their first open. They don't quite understand why they got to yeah. be judged and held accountable to their standards. That's right. This is a good way to kind of understand from well, the, well, the dumbbell hit, the dumbbell hit the the dumbbell touched the ground on the dumbbell snatch. Now both heads of yeah. the dumbbell have to touch the ground on the dumbbell yeah. snatch, but only one head of the dumbbell has to touch the ground on a clean on a clean. That's right. There's little details, and those things are important because then when you get you know there's that way it's just it makes well, makes your open experience way better. Makes way better. Makes it flow faster. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to explain the standards during the like the brief, like a brief. You don't have to yeah. brief everybody on the standards. That's they right. should already know it. So, um, do what we're doing if you want to do it. But I would in, encourage you to give points if you're doing an intramural open. Give give points for to the team for, for the judging. number of workouts that they judge. Yeah, if their team members are judging workouts, they should get credit for it. Mm -hmm. And there, and what will happen is then at your open events. You'll have plenty of judges. Yeah. Because those are easy points. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, that's going to be fun. And then uh, I think next week what we'll talk about um, on Monday of next week, let's talk about um, setup and organizing okay. the floor plan mm -hmm. um, and executing the actual event the night of a Friday night lights or a Saturday main event when you're doing a group event. Like how should, how, how they can organize. Because you're very good at, kind of laying out equipment deciding mm -hmm. on how long the heat should be yeah you know, those types of things scaled yeah versus heat scaled. versus like how long is the workout versus how long is the heat right um making sure you got space for warm-up for athletes that are on deck yes um i mean ultimately for any affiliate out there listening to this is it's it's a matter of treating this as a competition it is a competition sure it's a it's a competition in your gym um, it's a remote people can score and submit their scores on the internet but at the same time if you treat it like a competition they're going to get the experience of a competition yep one last thing in my podcast i um or in my podcast my email that i sent out mm -hmm. um i referenced i always have the list of things that i'm reading or have read recently um so that if people need ideas for what to read but the huberman um lab is has been has has a six part series now with mm -hmm. Andy Galpin and I, they just published a part three in Andy Galpin's PhD out of Stanford. Andrew Huberman is a PhD in uh, bio, Neuro, uh, neurobiology, right? Neuro, yeah, neurobiology out of Stanford, and he brings in he he's into fitness and longevity and you know nutrition, and he brings in people that are related to that to talk about um, whatever it is that they're specializing but Andy Galpin is a specialist in mechanics uh, kinesiology but also the metabolic system down to the uh, uh, and, you know up to and including gut microbiome stuff but in this episode episode three um, how to build physical endurance and lose fat he talks about the process of building endurance um, long slow endurance versus zone high intensity training. Zone training. but it's, it's really good but the, but the really the most fascinating Part of this, um, where I learned the most, and I thought I knew a lot, is I don't, is how to lose fat, how to lose weight. And it, and it was fascinating because he actually stumped Andrew Huberman a couple of times on this um, with, his, with his knowledge and the questions that he asked. And one of them, just to, just to give you an idea, and I would say find this podcast and listen to that podcast um, if, you're, if you want to learn the mechanics of losing weight and you think you know it. Calories in, calories out. It is not calories in, calories out. Um, and he talks about the differences between fat, pro, um, uh, between uh, fat, uh, protein, and carbohydrates, mm -hmm. and the differences they make or and specifically don't make. And it's really interesting. But he asked one of the the question that he asked about twenty minutes in to Andrew Huberman was, "How do you lose weight?" And Andrew Huberman gave this big, long, 
discussion on the me metabolism, burning energy, and boom, how it's burned. And oh, thermogenics and the whole energy. And it's just, and I'm, and I'm, and I'm, and as I'm, as he's stating it, I'm like, I'm getting lost. And I'm thinking, I don't think that's what he was asking you, dude. And sure enough, he said, no, no, no. He goes, no. How does the weight come off of your body? Like, how do you like go from a certain weight to a lower weight? What is, where does the weight go? Yeah. And Huberman was kind of stumped on that question. He goes, well, he goes, I've heard it's through the breath, isn't through it? the breath. And, and Galp and Galpin, Andy Galpin says, yes, that's it. It's through your breath. 100% of it. It's carbon exhalation. It's the uh, exhalation of carbon. And I'm driving. I'm thinking no fucking way. That's how you, cause I always thought it was excrement. Like you, yeah, you, like you, sweat you, you crap it out, yeah. you sweat it out, yeah. crap it out. I didn't even think breath, but you sweat it out, crap it out or pee it out. Nope. Nope. I was wrong. It is the exhalation of carbon. Carbon is the exhaust. That makes sense. That to the fuel to right. So you think about your car engine. Yeah. Uh, you know, a, not a, not an EV. But a car, a, a car that you're driving, a motorized car, a petroleum-based car, you fill it up with, ga with gas. It weighs more than, well, empty. You burn it off. You burn off all that gas. Car weighs less. How did, where did that gas go? Out Ex the exhaust. Out the exhaust. The same thing is true with a human. Even a closer example of how our body works like a car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. So we put the fuel, we put the carbon in, we consume it, we eat that carbon. Yeah. Those carbon molecules, which we call calories. Um, and then our body burns them either in, in, and there's different metabolic processes for burning that energy, but the exhaust um, or the burn off is through where the, where does, where does that weight go of that food? The weight of that food is, uh, through the carbon atoms that we yeah. exhale. Interesting. Fascinating as hell. I, I didn't realize there's a no six-part series. Too. Oh, yeah, neither did I. Because I heard the first one, and then I saw the second one. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute, I already heard everything that guy could say. And he, and he doesn't, none of the, his repeating, this was part three, this, this carbon yeah. in, carbon out. Fascinating sound. And I think it's important for people to see it and understand and read it. And the reason why it's important is it can give you an idea of how long. So if, so, if someone says, I woke up today and I was three pounds lighter, no, you didn't breathe out three pounds of fucking carbon overnight. So Bruce Wayne says, uh, "If so, fart more when you're on a cut." <laughs> yeah, you, you, but, and but, good afternoon or good morning to yeah, us. Yeah, methane doesn't count. That's methane, not, not carbon. <laughs> Isn't there carbon in there? No, but here, but here's what's interesting, right? So you're exhaling Go carbon. Back to right? that question here. In so, a so you're exhaling carbon. So. Uh, so that's what someone said in class this morning. <laughs> he goes, Colin said this this morning. Oh, yeah. So he goes, I can take all these people that want to really want to stop the climate change, reduce carbon. It goes literally like if I killed someone, their carbon emissions are gone and now I'm carbon neutral. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. Oh, it's a terrible Colin. way to think. But. Yeah. Um, yeah. If you lose weight, if you're, if you're on, if you are restricting calories, you're basically taking in less carbon than you are exhaling. Yeah. I'll go out and run. Yeah. <laughs> then you can increase your exhaling. Any, carbon. any physical activity that increases your breathing rate yeah. is burning carbon is ex you're exhaling more carbon than, than you're consuming any physical, almost any physical activity. Yeah. You're exhaling more carbon than you're taking in. That's, that's good. It is good. It's really good. And it, and it, and really gets you out of this whole away from the whole kind of fat protein carbohydrates. Mm -hmm. Um, the, and he said, uh, Huberman asked and, and Galpin said, yes, people ask this question. First question they asked, well, can I just breathe hard and do hyperventilate and lose weight? He said, yeah, except that, you know, shortly afterwards, it's, it's going to, you're going to reverse it because you're going to breathe in more to get that oxygen yeah, back. Yeah, yeah. And you start to produce adrenaline mm -hmm. and you get lightheaded and you actually feel really crappy if you do yeah. that. Like if, you, if you stood here and hyperventilated for mm -hmm. two minutes, yeah, it's not, you're, it's not you, good for you. No, it's not good for you. You're not going <laughs> to feel good. Um, but that is the process that's happening. You're exhaling more carbon than you're taking in. Yeah. But anyway, it was the whole, the whole process. If you, if you get a chance, 
um, watch that Huberman. Yeah, I'm on, I'm working on the uh, the end of the first one right now, so yeah. it's nice to know that there's a whole series. Yeah, the whole there. series. That's I would exciting. say jump to three after. after skip the first. Skip one. the second one. But each one, like the, the second one's four hours. I that's what I I was like, oh, this keeps going. Right. Okay. No, and and it's just great discussion. Yeah. It's all in in our neighborhood. Yeah. That's what we talk about. Um. So Bruce, Bruce, Bruce Wayne asked, uh, he's going to his L1 in March. Any suggestions to prepare for it? Yes. And what I would do is I would read the uh, CrossFit Journal articles. Yep. The, it, it, it exactly will, what I was going to say. Right. Read, the, read those CrossFit Journal articles that they recommend that you read. And it, it was kind of a pain in the ass to do that. But it'll make you – it'll make that material much more meaningful. And the other thing is it'll make that test a lot easier. easier. Yeah. I the, mean, they cover everything – in the seminar that's going to be in the test but still right. the more you can absorb that information beforehand the more prepared you'll be yeah that's it's everybody that i've told read the journal articles that they recommend i actually mm -hmm. and i think they have a manual now for the mm -hmm. l1 i don't mm -hmm. know if they give it to you ahead of time but the i printed them i just printed out all those journal articles and just kind of leaf through them and look through them. yeah they're really good yeah i mean i reviewed all of that stuff before i went and did my l3 yeah. and i mean it's 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 just really good information um, yeah. just to just kind of touch up on and just a refresh in general that's but i mean ultimately going to your l1 enjoy like yeah. that's i think that's just like it's one of the coolest experiences that i've ever had was going yeah. to my l1 i had a really unique experience too it was uh at uh, yosemite oh that's right i had uh dave castro as one of my coaches miranda oldroyd lisa ray michael ray wow and pat sherwood Oh, that's cool. That's a good group. Like the lineup. This is just nine. So this is a while ago. I, I don't want to one up you. <laughs> well, you were probably one of the. I was, you went to the was, HQ, was right? Beginning was, of 2006, and it was at CrossFit HQ, the original CrossFit, and it was Greg Glassman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coached it. Yeah. And he was taking himself out, so he only did portions of it. Okay. And uh, Nicole Carroll and Annie Sakamoto were the oh, assistant coaches. That's such a good, good group. It was a great group. Yeah. It's, and, and, and that's why people say, well, you know, how do you know these people? Mm -hmm. And, you know, you're so connected now. It's just because I was, let's go to this stuff. Cause no, I go to this stuff, but I also started early. Yeah. And I started in 2005 with this stuff. And so mm -hmm. I have the benefit. Those were the only people that, that were, that were coaching CrossFit. So I have been, those are the people yeah. that I would, that was going to coach me, but that is a result. I maintain relationships with them as a result, but, yeah. but that was an awesome, I, I'll never forget that experience. Yeah. Yeah, Your level and the level one is just as good no matter who's coaching it. Yeah, so. it's it's a it's a hell of an experience and yeah. just I mean, like read, I said, like jokes. you said, read up a little bit, but ultimately just go with an open mind and be prepared to have some fun. Yeah. All right, that's it. Cool. All right, guys. See you next week. Cheers. Till then.